We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, everyone, to the Irish Breakdown Podcast, coming to you live here on a Wednesday. Can't believe it's a Wednesday already. We have a little bit of a Notre Dame midweek rundown for you all. We're going to bring up a, a, a litter of topics for you all today, covering spring football, covering the Blue Gold game, covering recruiting updates. Brian's already laughing at me. I don't even know why. I don't even it's know why. because I'm like, man. please get the end right. Please get the end right. I did get the end right. I did get it right, man. I was I was very focused and super <laughs> – like I was hyper-focused on getting the name right on that. So. so just so people understand why I'm laughing, when I was typing the name of the show in, I typed in a B instead of an N, and it said midweek rubdown, which would have put a completely different spin on this show – and so yes. I told Ryan about it, and I'm thinking, oh, God, I hope I didn't jinx him. <laughs> now he's going to say it wrong to start the show. Welcome to the midweek rubdown. Here we are. On nailed the- <laughs> I, I nailed you're, it, man. You're a true I, professional, Mr. Roberts. You I appreciate you, sir. It. I appreciate you. We, we don't really need to introduce ourselves because I know we have a great community here, but I'm Ryan Roberts. That is Brian Driscoll, of course, the publisher here at IrishBreakdown.com. We have an exciting show for you all because, as you know, this Saturday – the Blue Gold scrimmage, which concludes spring football for Notre Dame. It's a very bittersweet moment for Notre Dame football because it's awesome. Oh, no, don't start this, Bill Walsh. Please do not start this in the chat right now. I can't do this, man. I can't do this. I'm trying to keep my composure because I'm so excited about Notre Dame football. I'm just not even going to look at what the comments are. I'm just going to stay laser focused to what the screen is here because we have a lot of topics that we want to hit here today. We're going to start with a little bit of a kind of a blue gold game preview. We're going to talk a little bit more about it tomorrow. But today we're really going to focus on positionally players that we are most excited about to see how they perform on Saturday. Maybe some breakout stars if you want to coin it that way. But guys that we really just are excited to watch. Because I think that that's a fun prediction, right? Like that's that's the point of spring to see as opposed to what would necessarily this is going to happen. Yes, yeah. and th- that's the fun part about spring, man, is we love to see those guys that really take advantage of opportunities, right, and come out of nowhere a little bit. If you want to kind of phrase it that way, that's fine. 
but we're going to talk about some spring game predictions. Positionally, we're going to go from quarterback all the way down to defensive backs. We're going to hit every single position there, five on each side of the football. We're going to hit that for you all today. Also going to talk a little bit of, since we're coming to the conclusion at the end of spring, some spring surprises, right? And this could be players. This could be kind of headlines. We just want to talk about some things that maybe we weren't necessarily expecting coming into spring, whether that is a breakout star, whether that is a position battle, whatever it might be. We're going to hit some of those top headlines. We're also going to talk a little bit of draft format for the game. So if you all aren't aware tonight, I think it was 9.15 Eastern Tomorrow time. Tomorrow morning. Tomorrow morning, I'm sorry. Tomorrow 9.15, yeah. Tomorrow morning, 9.15 Eastern time, Notre Dame is going to be picking the squads for the blue and gold game. We're not 100% sure of what the format is. We know that last year it was two veterans who kind of just divvied up and sorted the squad that way, kind of in a back and forth, type of like a snake draft type of format. Not sure what the format is, but we're going to discuss maybe a couple options for what we would want to see is how the draft would go to pick these teams. I think that would be an interesting conversation. And of course, you all know, as it being the conclusion of spring, that also means it's big time recruiting weekend for Notre Dame. But also this week has been very busy on the recruiting side of things as well. On Monday, we had Jason Robinson, who is a wide receiver out of Long Beach Poly in California, California, excuse me, former USC commit, take his visit to Notre Dame. If you were listening to us live on a Wednesday, he's still on campus at Notre Dame. So a multi-day unofficial visit, which is a pretty rare thing. So he's going to be, he's been on campus. So I'm going to have a little bit of an update on that. We're also going to talk today, Cole Mullins, who is a star defensive end out of Mill Creek and Georgia is also on campus. And this weekend, we have a flurry of very important and talented 2024 commits on that will be on campus and 2025, but we're going to really focus on 2024 and what are some of the more important visits this weekend as far as which mom, uh, which are the momentum-building ones for Notre Dame? Which one do the staff really need to hit out of the park this weekend, the most important ones? So we're going to hit on all that today. Then we're going to hit a mailbag at the end. If you want to hit that like button now, we would very much appreciate that. Subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast platform, five-star reviews. And as always, we're community here. Share this podcast with your friends. They love Notre Dame football. If they don't, if they're a opponent fan that want to hear about some early kind of understanding of what Notre Dame could bring to that game next year, their USC fans or Ohio State fans, whatever, Send it their way as well. Maybe they'll enjoy the content. So, Brian, I really do want to get into this blue and gold preview a little bit, though, my friends. Players we're looking forward to the most at each position. This is not necessarily us predicting who is the premier performer at each different spot, right? This is more about who are we excited to see? And who we hope maybe breaks out in this game. And I'll say this, too, before we dive into that part, Ryan. This is one of my favorite parts of the year because, you know, people joke like, well, you know, you can't take spring game seriously because remember Junior Javi was a spring game MVP and sure and, and all that. And you know what? Like that's Nate one Montana. of the things I – yeah, but that's one of the things I love about it though because there's going to be some kids in this football team that don't ever get that chance to shine on a Saturday afternoon in the fall. But they're going to be able to look back on their careers and say, you know what though? But I had that one day that's true. where, you know, where I had the golden helmet on and there was fans in the stands and I was inside Notre Dame Stadium and – Boy, that was pretty awesome. It was yeah. a pretty awesome deal. Because in my lifetime, every every all spring games except for one 
have been inside Notre Dame Stadium. There's one year they were doing construction and we had to do it on the practice field. Ooh. But yeah, it was pretty. They put up like fake bleachers and or temporary bleachers and all that. Hey, you know what though? Props to Notre Dame. They still had it. They could have canceled it and they still had it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But it's just, you know, the, but that's part of the fun though, right? Is is sometimes you see that guy that maybe might never get a chance. You see, you know, like let's just say Steve Angeli never gets a chance to be the starting quarterback at Notre Dame. You know what he's always going to have? He's going to have that game winning drive in this first blue gold game. You can't take that away from them. And so that's what part of the fun of these games. But then there's also the part of like, boy, I really, I really want to see this guy, you know, step up and go into the spring or the summer and the winter fall and the winter things with some really good momentum. And those are the things that I really enjoy seeing. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, and we, and we saw a little glimpse last year too, Brian. Like I remember, and unfortunately, Jadarian Price got hurt last offseason, but like him in that spring game last year, I'm like, oh, the hype around Jadarian Price is real, sir. Like mm-hmm. this is not fake stuff. Like this is real. So obviously that one, that one didn't work out, but for most of these, like there's not – all of them aren't going to work out to them translating to being the guy, right? But there are going to be some headlines that we look back on and say, we really did start getting a glimpse of this rise for this certain player during the spring practice and during the blue gold game. It does happen every year, both sides of the coin. So quarterback, let's start a quarterback here. Very interesting conversation. Of course, you have a lot of headlines. Sam Hartman's first live action for Notre Dame in a game setting. You have Tyler Buckner and his rise this spring. What does it look like? Again, after a very strong spring, Steve Angeli, you just mentioned, who had a nice end to the the blue gold game last year. And then you got Kenny Minchie, who is the uh, top 100 caliber four-star quarterback, true freshman in his first ever spring ball, seeing what he has and giving a little glimpse of his future at Notre Dame. So, Brian, I'm going to kick it off with you, man. Who's, who's a player that you're looking most forward to seeing on Saturday at the quarterback position? Well, this is one of those ones, Ryan, where I'm going to cheat and give two answers because I can. Okay. Because <clears throat> my answer is different. Number one, my number one read is Sam Hartman. And that, the reason is, is so people will shut up. Like seriously, I'm just so annoyed by the 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 
narratives around Sam Hartman. But my answer would have been prior to that, Kenny Minchie. I'm just really looking forward to seeing Kenny Minchie running the offense. We really haven't had a chance to see him do that this spring. Would love to see him kind of go into the the summer with some positive vibes, some positive momentum. You know, look, I know what Tyler Buckner can do. I know what Sam Hartman can do. And if you don't know what those guys can do by now, I mean, I just don't know what to tell you. And I really don't care what they do in a spring game. It'll be nice to actually see Tyler in a spring game. That'll be nice. But the big thing for me is going to be, I just want to see Kenny Minchie really just kind of get that chance to run the offense, which we really haven't seen him do. And I hope that he does well because, you know, it's always about build. It's a, it's about building blocks, right? And it's about building confidence. And and just you know, he's not in that mix to be the starter this year. He's not working with the ones or the twos. It'd be just good to get in that stadium and let him go play and see what he's got and see him healthy again, which he really wasn't as a senior. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I mean, quarterback wise. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm most excited about. But I have a feeling most people are going to be looking forward to seeing you know, Hartman or Buckner to either make them feel better about whatever they've read and whatever narratives that are going around or to, you know, some people just like to have their confirmations or their biases confirmed, whatever. I mean, those are the the two names, but for me, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see Kenny Minchie spend that thing on Saturday. Yeah. I'm excited to see Minchie too. And I mean, to your point, Brian, I, I bet there's people out there that just want to see Hartman ball out and Buckner not do that well. So they're like, Oh no, we're right. I was right this whole time to your, your priors conversation. Right. I actually am going to pick Tyler Buckner here because you hit on one reason. One, I was at the spring game last year at Blue and Gold. He wasn't able to play. Obviously, he had the injury beforehand, wasn't able to play. So I haven't seen him in a spring game live. And I will be on site, obviously, with you and be able to kind of see it live and in person. And I haven't been able to be at a spring practice this year as well. So I want to see the maturation. But more than anything... We're hearing so many great things about Tyler Buckner this spring. It really seems like he has taken the best of this competition and said, guys, I'm here, man. I'm not going, right? Like, I am going out with a fight as far as being the starting quarterback here. I'm not just conceding. Like, oh, yeah, Sam, go ahead, man. You're the starter. I'll let it play out for a year, and I'll, you know, see how the coin gets tossed in the offseason, right? Like, no. He's saying, I want to be the starting quarterback at Notre Dame. I'm taking my best step forward. So I want to see, and again, this isn't like the end-all be-all that he has a great spring game to cap it off, but it would be nice, right? The the Mm -hmm. great spring, and then you cap it off with a strong performance to really just kind of set that apart and be like, hey, man, this is is a legitimate competition. This is one where Tyler Buckner did not back down from this. He took advantage of every opportunity, and he checked a lot of boxes this spring. And with hearing how great he's looked – without seeing my own eyes as far as how good he's been in practice, I would love to see Tyler Buckner cap off spring with a big game. Yeah. I think that that would be really fun to watch. So I'll go with Buckner. I mean, honestly, <clears throat> I hope all the quarterbacks play well. Yeah. Just because I think that's – it's wild, Ryan, to see what's going on. Like, I am so fired up about what I've seen from the quarterbacks. But apparently I'm, like, the only one, right? <laughs> I, 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 it just – it's so wild. Like, I think they're both playing well. I know who yeah. Sam Hartman is. I want to see him play well. I, from what we heard from our sources, Ryan, about the scrimmage last week, is Sam Hartman played great. Tyler Buckner played well, too, but Sam Hartman played great. Yeah. I think there's this narrative that's coming because people are making opinions off of what they've seen from two out of now 12 practices because they had another one today. That's such a bad idea. Such yeah. a bad idea. You're going to tell me you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna ignore – what Sam Hartman's done the last two years, three years, really, because of what you saw in two practices, when you don't understand what a practice is trying to accomplish, 
it's just bonkers to me. It really is bonkers to me. And I do want to see Tyler play well. I think he needs that good, positive momentum going into the offseason as well. I want to see them all play well. I, plus, Ryan, just for joy, I watched yes. the Ohio State spring game and the Penn State spring game and the Michigan spring game. They're freaking boring. You know, just really <laughs> boring are. offense, you know, boring quarterback play. Just boring. I want this game to be a lot more fun. So, yeah. we'll see. And we haven't had a legitimate quarterback battle in a couple years here either, right? Like, we know last year with the Buckner-Drew Pine situation wasn't really a battle. I want this actually to be a battle, man. I want Sam to be playing his best football, Tyler be playing his best football, and let the chips fall when the yeah. final decision is made. Like, that's what I yeah. personally want to see. So, quarterback's going to be a really interesting conversation piece. One that isn't as interesting for a spring practice, but obviously we're going to preview here is running back because running back is a little bit of those like you sometimes you play a little bit of thud. You're not going full. You're not taking it to the ground all the time. Like you're letting up a little bit. So it really is hard for a running back to show out consistently in the, in the spring in spring game type of formats usually unless they're a space player, right? Guys that can really get on the edge, catch some passes, work the screen game like that's why Jadarian Price really showed out last year because that 40 plus yard touchdown that he had on the screen pass like that was the big play from a running back last year but still exciting Brian because we have some talented running backs I I know Logan Diggs has been a little banged up throughout the spring so like I doubt he's going to be available yeah well I don't know if he's going to be available or not I wouldn't play him honestly Ryan there's only one answer to this at running back and it's Jabron Payne yeah Jadarian Price isn't going to play we know who Audric Estime and and Logan. Like if Audric Estime goes out and runs for 150 yards, like oh okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I am sure. excited to see how thinned out he looks. Though I've heard he's it's, he doesn't look that much stuff. thinner. I, he, no. he really doesn't. No, gotcha. he looks leaner, but he's not like he still looks like Audric Estime. And he just he's quicker and all that. But uh, I want to see Jabron Payne. I really do. He's had a good spring. Uh, I've heard yep. great things about him from how he's performed. He's gotten a ton of reps because Jadarian Price is out. Logan Diggs has been out. And I think having a guy like Jabron, he, he's another guy, Ryan, that it's a confidence booster for him because he's going to yep. get probably reburied on the depth chart in the fall. But if he can have a good spring and say, hey, look, man, you're going to get your time. These guys are going to be gone soon. Yep. You know, you redshirted last year. You got plenty of time left. You missed your last two years of high school, basically, for the most part. So, you know, you, you've got plenty of time. You've got, you don't have a lot of tread on them tires, you know, like yep. just be patient, buddy. Cause Jabron paints a good football player. And the, and the one practice we saw where he actually got a lot of touches. I'm like, yo, this kid, this kid is, he looked like the guy. Remember when he signed Ryan, we were like, look, I, this is a, this is a risky hire a signing because of his injury history. But if this kid can get back to being what he was as a sophomore, it's a good football player. Yeah, you know, and I had him, you know, I had him ranked pretty high. You know, Notre Dame was like really going after five backs early on in two thousand in the two thousand and twenty two class. They were going after Nick 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 Singleton, Dallin Hayden, yep. uh, uh, the kid that went to Oklahoma, Gavin Sawchuck, Sawchuck, yeah, Quinshawn yep. Juckins, and Jabron Payne. That was really the five that they were primarily looking at. And then Jabron got hurt, and he kind of fell off. Uh, Quinshawn, they liked a lot, but he just, you know, he was, he was going to stay in the South. Uh, Sawchuck, they backed off of a little bit because I don't think they liked him. And then they put all their sort of their eggs into the, <clears throat> into the Nicholas Singleton, uh, Logan Diggs. Oh, I'm sorry. It, uh, of course, Jadarian Price was in part of that. They yeah. got him early. I'm talking about like after, after Jadarian 
committed, but they yeah. put all their eggs in the Nick Singleton and uh, and and uh, Dallin Hayden basket once Price jumped on board because they liked Jadarian better than than they did Dallin Hayden. I mean, Scott, excuse me, um, uh, Gavin Solchuk. Yeah. But you end up with that kid ends up very twisted road to get here. But you forget that before that kid's injuries. Notre Dame staff and, and not the not even the Dylan McCullough Notre Dame staff, the Lance Taylor Notre Dame staff was very high on Jabron Payne after a sophomore year. I'd love to see him healthy and, and out yeah. there running again because he's a good football player and he's going to get his chance to be part of this rotation at some point in time. I don't know if it'll be next year, if everybody's healthy, probably not next year. But if if let's just say that Notre Dame has the year that you and I hope that they're going to have and they're running for 230 yards a game and Audrick's over a thousand yards and Logan's around a thousand yards. And those two kids both leave to go pro. Yeah. I'm looking, okay. Jadarian, Jabron, Jeremiah Love, Aeneas, you know, hopefully they can get Keydron young. All of a sudden I'm like, yeah, okay. They're good. They're good. (laughs) You know, Jabron Payne's a football player, man. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him out there. And and really that's the only answer. I mean, cause you can be excited to see Audrick, but like you already know what Audrick is. So for me, it's, that's the only answer. For me, I'm not saying that everyone else can have whatever opinion they want to have. I'm just saying for me, there's only one answer to that one. Yeah, and and Audrick Estime, again, he's not really the type of back that usually shows out in these types of games, right? Like, it's usually the the space players. And Jabron Payne is more of that guy that can, you know, create some stuff after the catch and, you know, take an outside zone and hit a corner. Like, that's more his style, right? So I agree with you. He was going to be my pick because – I think the backstory is really interesting with a guy like Jabron Payne, to your point, right? I mean, as a sophomore, he averaged over 10 yards a carry as a sophomore, playing against some good competition in the state of Ohio. Like, it's not like he was playing nobodies, right? Like, he's playing some good teams. The last three years, I think he has, like, 40 total carries to his credit because he was injured junior year, senior year. He had very little tread because of the injury, obviously, again. And then he didn't carry the football this past year as a true freshman at Notre Dame. So, very limited example of what he is as a football player other than practice reps over the, this past year. So I'm excited to see him healthy because he got through the this freshman year fully healthy. Like there was no setbacks, which was great. Does he have that burst back? Is he that type of guy that we'll be able to see a little bit yeah. of that during this game? Because he's the type of player, again, that I think we'll be able to show out in this type of setting, which is exciting. Yeah. Uh, I had a chance to actually ran into his grandparents last year at a game which is pretty cool. I think it was a nice. Syracuse game. And, um, you know, that's the other part of this we don't talk enough about. It's just, you know, these parents and these grandparents and these relatives that get to see their kids put on that gold helmet, get out on the field. Yeah. And there's usually only one game a year where all the families are happy because they get to see their kids play and it's the blue gold <laughs> game. And not only the families, but I think you said there was going to be around 400 yeah. former, you I've know, Notre Dame alumni or something. Alums, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a, it's going to be a spectacle to watch, man. Recruits that are going to be in town, fans that are going to be in town, and the families that are going to be in town for these players. It's going to be really exciting. So that's running back. Let's move the wide receiver, Brian. A lot of different ways I feel like we can go this way, right? I mean, it's the it's the assumed breakouts that we've been talking about all spring, the Tobias Merriweathers, the Deion Colseys, but we have the three freshmen that are there. We have Jaden Thomas, obviously, as the leading returning receiver who's playing his best football down the stretch. We have Lorenzo Styles, who seems to be playing multiple positions right now in spring. Who's the guy that's gonna break out? I'll throw it to you first. Like who's the wide receiver that you are most excited about? You know, I was I've been so back and forth on this one, Ryan. I've <clears throat> I've I've been on Braylon James for a while. I've been on Jaden Greathouse for a while. I want to see Rico. 
you know, I, I want to see Chris Tyree get some touches in the slot. Like, I think that's going to be exciting. I think I, I really want to see if Deion Colsey can can capitalize and, and perform well. But at the end of the day, the guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing is Tobias Merriweather. And that may seem crazy because we've talked about, oh, he's going to be the guy. and he's. But at the same time, we've seen that kid catch one, note, one pass in the Notre Dame uniform. That's it, one. And so it, it was an exciting pass. Though. It was, it was a heck exciting. of a, and he should have caught more. I mean, you and I talked yes. about that. If Drew Pine gets that seam route to him uh, against Syracuse sooner uh, yeah. went on time, that's open. a touchdown. Yeah. And uh, you know, so it's not, there was a couple of routes against Clemson. He ran a deep over against Clemson where he's wide open, but the pressure got to the quarterback. So, I mean, but at the same time, it's like, okay, but I want to, at some point I need to see him. If I'm going to be fair, I can't say I, you know, like last year's like, look, I hear all these great things about Jaden Thomas, but I can't get too fired up about him yet because I haven't seen him do anything yet. Yeah. Well, at least with Tobias, we've seen him run routes and get open, but we've seen him catch one pass at some point in time. It'd be nice to see him kind of go out in the spring game and, and do something. And that's what kind of got us a little fired up about Jaden Thomas last year it was like, okay, I keep hearing how good Jaden Thomas is, but I've never seen him do anything. And then he comes out in the game last year. He has like that reverse where he like jukes yeah. Ramon Henderson. And you're like, okay, I see what they're talking about now. That's where I am with Tobias this spring. Is I want to yeah. see Tobias kind of go out there, get a couple deep balls, or you know, make a couple grabs, and you know, make some plays. And I mean, we've seen him do it in practice. We've seen him make plays in practice, but I want to see him do it on the stadium, just so I can be like, because like I said earlier, you know, some people are just looking for confirmation. Well, that's where I'm at at receiver. I'm not there at quarterback. I'm there at receiver. I, I have my opinion about who Tobias Merriweather is going to be. With Dion Colsey, I could make the same argument, Ryan, but I feel like we kind of saw Dion playing like he's capable of in flashes last year. I thought, you know, if Dion plays against everybody like he played against USC, you got a pretty good football player. Right. Yep. And so now it's about, okay, I, I'd like to see him do well. That's going to be a good thing. But if I can only pick one guy, I'm 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 gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh Tobias. I'm gonna go with Tobias Merriweather. I just think that to, that's the one for me that just man, I Boy, I really hope this kid can step up and, and be legit for them. And I'd love to see I just just give me a taste. You know, yeah. just just give me a little bit of a taste. Because like I said, you know, if if you know talk about Dion, right? <clears throat> but you know, Dion had, you know, regular season ended with 75 yards. My my point is is if if Dion goes out there and does that for an entire season, let's say the Northern plays 13 games, that gives him seven nine hundred and seventy-five yards. Yeah. You know, on the season and 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 thirty some catches. So we've seen Dion have that chance in a, for a whole game. Tobias had that one big play in one game. Yeah. I just I want to see him do it, man. I want to see him do it, man. And I I was so it was so difficult for me to pick one in this. So I feel like I'm going to cheat like you a little bit. I'm going to pick a couple different headlines because I mean, Brian, like I, I want to see Dion Colsey because I think one interesting. I, I hope depending on how the draft goes for this game. I hope I get to see some Deion Colsey versus Benjamin Morrison in the boundary, man. Like that's my, I, I want yeah. to see that matchup. Like, yeah. That matchup for me, that might be one of my favorite matchups to watch. If, if that is yes. one that we get. Ryan, if we were doing yeah. that segment of the show or what's yeah. the, and we should have done that. Honestly, we should have thought of that. That'd have been a really cool thing to discuss. And then we we're talking that about one matchup. That's yeah. the one on, I mean, that's the one I want to see because Cam yeah. Hart's probably not playing in the spring game. Yep. So we're 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 not going to see him going against Tobias a whole lot, right? But yeah, that that matchup there is going to be fun to watch. Really and, fun and, to watch. And you know, I'm high on Deion Colsey, obviously. So I would love to see the back and forth. How do you do against a preseason All American like yeah. in the boundary? Just had six interceptions. I would love to see that matchup.
I also would love to see Chris Tyree and see what this looks like. You're not going to get the full scope because you're not going to throw out everything in a spring game, right? But I want to see him generally just run routes. Like, is it natural at all? Is it coming along? What does it look like? I, I don't know what to expect from him. I've seen the clips. I've seen the practice, you know, the practice film that's been available through the Notre Dame media department. I've seen those things. But seeing it in your eyes is a completely different animal, as we know, right? So I would love to see Chris Tyree. And then my other big conversation piece, Brian, is this more of like a, a battle, I guess, is which freshman wide receiver is the most impressive during this game? Because we have Jaden yeah. Greathouse, you have Rico Flores Jr., you have Braylon James. Which one of them shows out and yeah. is the guy during that game? Like, I hope we're game. I hope we're debating which freshman had the best game. That'd be a lot of fun. <laughs> it would be, really. You know, that'd be a lot of fun. These kids are really good. Like, like what if, what if, what if, like, let's say Jaden catches four passes, looks good. Rico catches four to five passes, looks good. And then Braylon James just snaps off like a 50 yard touchdown on a double move. Like, I just love to see some type of performance like that when we're talking about which one was most impressive because they were all impressive. Like, I would love that type of conversation. I would would. too. I would too. and they're all going to have opportunities to play this year yeah. now, right? Because you talk about Caleb Smith retiring, talk about Lorenzo Styles playing a little bit on the defense side of the ball. Maybe that's a full time transition. We'll see. Well, but they're going to someone's going to be pressed. A couple things about that too, Ryan. I think the receiver is going to play a ton. I think yep. we're going to see Matt Salerno play a ton. I think we're going to see a lot of those kids. So we're going to see Jack Polian in this game. The reason why is because they have two healthy running backs and two yes. healthy tight ends or three healthy tight ends. That's it, yep. right? And so you're. you're it's that's partly why I think this is going to be a lot of passing in this scrimmage, not a ton of running is because of that. And, you know, they, they had a lot of running in the spring game. I mean, in the spring scrimmage Saturday, I think this is going to be more fun. So I, I, you know, and I think it's a chance to like, let those kids go out and and have some fun because look, fans are going to put a lot into the, what the quarterback percentages were. I can assure you from everything I've gathered from all my sources. And this is what I was told last week. The Saturday scrimmage is the one that the most evaluations are going to be based off of. The spring game is yep. meant to be fun. There, you know, and, and again, there's things you evaluate certainly, but it's it's not going to. Hey, let's take some chances. Let's have some fun. Let's throw the ball down the field. You know what I mean? And don't hide anything because NC State's going to get two full games of you before you play them. Ohio State's going to get four sure. games of you. Just don't don't get into that whole let's hide stuff. Go out there and have some fun. Throw the ball down the field and. You know, let these kids have some fun. That's what I'm hoping to see. Let, let it rip, baby. I want to see a Jared Parker right. offense too, right? Yeah. So, like, let's let it rip yeah. a little bit. And, and I, speaking I, of tight ends, Ryan, I mean, yes, um, there's no wrong answer there, in my opinion. I, but I, I, I always want to see the guy that's less proven in this yep. instance. You know, I, I think we know what Mitchell Evans is going to be. I think what we saw in the bowl game, yeah, that's Mitchell Evans. He's going to be pretty good. You know, he's a guy that can go out there and catch three to six passes a game and and hurt you and make you have to defend him. And, you know, he's a, continues to improve as a blocker, but do they have a number two tight end or not? I've, I've liked what I've seen from Holden state so far. I'd like to see him go out there this spring and, and, uh, and, and sort of bit of bit, have a bit of a coming out party in the blue gold game. Cause I feel I like, didn't, don't you feel like Mitchell just had his blue, his coming out party in yeah. the Gator bowl. Don't you feel like that already kind of happened? Very not not to the biggest a degree quite to what Miles Boykin did, but like Miles Boykin ish yeah. as far as like well, laying the groundwork for he what he would have do if the ball year. would have come to him when as true. much as he was open, right? I mean, true, you know. But he converted a third and eighteen. He catches the game winning touchdown. He was open up the seam route a couple times. Like 
I know his numbers three for 39 and a touchdown aren't super sexy, but if you, if you were at the game and you, you, you know, because we still haven't found, been all 22 still hasn't been posted from that game. So you haven't been able to see it yet. I, I, th- I think they posted and then took it down. I hate all yeah. 22 sometimes. Man. Yeah. It's just annoying. So, yeah. uh, but uh, if you were there at the game, right, you'd be like, yo, he should have caught two seam routes for another 50 yards in that game. Yeah. I mean, you know, where, where one time he just, the quarterback missed him. Another time he was the secondary read and the primary read was open. So he threw the primary read, but. Yeah, I thought that was the breakout for Mitchell Evans. Maybe not statistically, but he was clutch in that game. He had some good blocks in that game too, and yep. he was pretty good. Now let's see if if uh, Holden can be that that legit number two. Yeah, and if I mean if Mitchell averages three catches for thirty nine yards every game, he's going to catch thirty six passes in a twelve game season for over four hundred yards. You're going to be like, that's a good productive season after Michael Mayer leaves for the NFL, right? Like that's good. I really am interested in Holden's face, though. To your point, I agree with you one hundred percent on this one. Because you know that I've talked a lot about Holden Stace this offseason. I'm really intrigued by the profile he has to couple that with a Mitchell Evans, especially with Eli Raritan coming back from an injury, Kevin Bauman still hurt, Cooper Flanagan not getting here until the summer. There's limited depth in the tight end room right now. You mentioned three guys that will be available, obviously, for the Blue Gold game. I want to see if coming into the fall – how much 12 personnel we're going to see, right? Like how much two tight ends are we going to see on the field? Is Holden Stace a legitimate part of this offense where you say, I can play a heavy dose of 12 personnel if I feel like it this game. Like I feel good about where he is because he can create some mismatch opportunities, I think, against linebackers, against safeties. I'd be very interested to see just what type of impact he can potentially have this year. And I feel like this can kind of give you a glimpse into it, right? Like is he ready to be that sophomore breakout in that second tight end on in the offense, or is maybe a year away from being like a legitimate playmaker for this offense? Like that's the question that I have about Holden, but I'm really high on him as a talent. So interested to see how he does last position on the offensive side of the football. We're just going to couple it as the offensive line. Then we'll move over to the defensive side of the ball. This one's interesting, Brian, because I don't know if there's going to be like a mix and match here of like, couple yeah. starters will be on one side, a couple will be on the other. Like what, what the offensive Which line they've done in the past. Look. They've had like the right side of, you know, the the number one right side with the center, with the number two left side. Yeah. And then the number two left side with the number two center with the number one right side. We've seen that before. And, um, it, and it's, it's so hard as an offensive lineman to stand out because – so much of it is predicated on cohesiveness, right? And working together and yeah. developing that camaraderie. And then all of a sudden you're next to a different guy than you've been working with most reps throughout the spring. So it's a little bit difficult, but I mean, for me, Brian, you know, to kick us off, it's Billy Shrouth. I'm really yeah, going to be it. watching Billy, man. That's I'm really going to be watching him because he's it. been the guy we've been talking about as like that potential breakout star of the young guys this whole off season, right? There's, Two offensive guard spots open. He's the most talented kid of the interior on the roster right now. That's the guy I want to see. I want to see yeah. if the hype is legitimate and if he can be that heir apparent to be the next star offensive lineman at Notre Dame after Joe Welton and Blake Fisher are gone. I want to see if he's that good. Yeah, I mean, and, and I don't need him, Ryan. I don't need him to be a guy that goes out there and grades out at 95% and does all those kind of things. I just need to see a guy that goes out there and fights and competes and battles and you know, limit, eliminate the mistakes a little bit. He's had, I mean, th- that guy, him and Andrew Kristoffic and the other guards have had just a kitchen sink thrown at him this this spring, which is the crazy, <laughs> you know, blitz emphasis that they're doing. And so uh, I just, uh, 
boy, I tell you what, I'd like to see him finish the spring off on a good note. Because again, I, I feel like with Andrew Gustavic, we kind of know who he is, right? I mean, now maybe he could get better, but we know he is. He's a solid, reliable player. We know who Zeke is. We know what Joe Walt is. Blake Fisher. I mean, if he just goes out there and dominates, that'd be fun to watch. But it's like I kind of, I kind of expect him to have a big year, so I'm not really. Sure. It's kind of like Jaden Thomas. Like I just will be paying zero attention to Jaden Thomas because I, I just. Of all the receivers, that's the one known for me. That's the one I'm just the least worried about. Like, oh, Jaden's going to do what Jaden does. I'm, I'm not worried about that, you know. Uh, and and that may come across as disrespectful, but it's the complete opposite of it. It's just uh, how often do you hear me talk about Joe Walt? It's like, Joe Walt's going to be Joe Walt, man. He's good to go, right? And that's kind of I feel about Jaden and and Blake Fisher. To be honest with you, is I just I just want to. I want to see the young guys. I want to see the guys that we don't know as much about, that we're not as sure of, that maybe have some talent. And Billy Shrouth is the Tobias Merriweather of the offensive line. Super talented, has a chance to be a star, but is he ready to be that guy now, or is he going to need a little bit more time to you know, cook in the oven a little bit? We're going to find that out here in a few months, but I'd like to get a little taste of that this this spring. Yep, I think it's definitely the unknown that you're searching for. I really think. I mean, I'm also going to have my eyes obviously on some of the other young guards that are going to get in there, right? Like the Rocco Spindlers of the world, like the Ty Chans. Interested to see what Emil Wagner looks like working in, you know, with that second team as an offensive tackle. Like just some of the young guys, I'm really excited about. But I think it all starts with Billy because you're projecting Billy Shrouth to be a starting offensive lineman for the University of Notre Dame this year, right? So a little bit of an early preview of. What does that look like? And so I'll definitely be having my eyes glued to that. We're going to move over to the defensive side of the ball. But before we do, if you're listening live with us, hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, five-star reviews on your favorite podcast platform if you're listening to us after the live video. And as always, go Irish.